Hey everyone, it's Dave and Jeff. It's August 30th, 2023. Jeff, again, we're going to start off. We're going to do a basic a public service announcement for the degenerates out there. <laughs> Look, big weekend coming up. Don't do something stupid. Because do it. if you do, we got you taken care of like we always do. All you have to do is take care of Bright Bail Bonds. Put that number in your phone, 888-669-0295. Again, you get into trouble or someone you're with is in trouble, it's not a laughing matter. You call Bright Bail Bonds, 888-669-0295. And you know what? I love going on to their website. It's brightbailbonds.com. And I start looking, I go, you know, what could I possibly go to prison for i i've always thought the idea of money laundering being a crime i don't know why i've always been on the side of the guys that say hey let's get that come on let's pass it through there we'll run a ponzi scheme we'll open concession stands at the padres we'll launder money through there fuck nobody down there is doing any work nah i was thinking about even bringing down an illegal hot dog cart yeah that'd be good too so for the two guys that have claimed uh Chula Vista Fast Pitch. Yeah. You're probably big fans of this show. Who could blame you? Let me give you this number. You might want to write it down. 888-669-0295. Now, Fabian and Miguel have written more than 25,000 bonds. I'm not really sure posing as a nonprofit yeah. uh, is one that's on their resume. So why don't you be there first? Uh, they can write you a bond, 500 to 3 million. Yeah, yours should be about 33 million, you fucking weasels. Uh, and they can be the guys to help you. Just give them a call, 888 When they come visit you in jail, if you want to get on Fabian's good side, talk to him about the Rolling Stones. He's like me. We love the Stones. We're excited. New album coming out. Dave, the good news, available 24-7, even on holidays. Monday yeah. is Labor Day. So if you do what a lot of guys in Point Loma do, get a six or a Mike Tard lemonade, <laughs> chug them down. And then jump around your tank top T-shirt trying to get that side panel off the fire hydrant. Guess what? Woo! You're going for a ride, kid. 888-669. You hear me, Craig Meddy? 888-669-0295. If you don't call Bright Bell Bonds, guess what? You can call Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger will set you up. What do you up. want me to call him? MyCellmate.com. We'll oh, take care yeah. of you right there. We'll get that website going. Kyle <laughs> Fluger's your guy. Look, he's branched out. He's been doing a great job for years. He said, you know what? I'm going to work for myself and become my own boss. Mithril Media, that's his company. Mithralmedia.io. Right now, Kyle will give you an option to get 10% off. All you have to do is mention Dave and Jeff. Uh, what is Flug's put up with us? I have no idea. By the way, Flug's number 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. lot of people that put up with yeah. us. I'm not sure why they do. <laughs> but I'm so thankful he does. Last night, we're doing our fantasy football draft, and Costa's like, who the hell is this? <laughs> did he really? And <laughs> Kyle's like, it's Kyle Fluger. Where did I know that name? I say, he's my webmaster. He's a champion. Then he'll be a champion for you, whether you need help with design and development, management and maintenance, media and marketing, con content and creative. They're trying to figure out what wide receiver to take in the seventh round. Flukes can help you. It's metromedia.io. No joke. He wins all the time. What a jerk. I looked at his fucking team, and I was like, this guy's team shit, but he wins all the time. Well, he had that first pick. Yeah, he did. It's kind of weird how that worked out. But I uh, don't know. Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm not going to kill anyone with the fantasy football draft shit, but I will hmm. say this. You aren't going to like what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Erica, I think, has the best team. I don't think so, no. <laughs> not at all. Uh, we had a fantasy football draft last night with a lot of listeners. 
And the thing, I went and saw my sons afterwards because I couldn't, I wanted to be over like in the room with them. Were they drafting off their phone? Yeah. Okay, because it kept saying they log off, they log back because on. They, I understand how it works now. Because I go, what the hell was going on during the draft? Yeah. I do my pick and then I'd go over to TikTok, see what was going on. I go, you couldn't keep focus <laughs> oh, for 30 minutes? I thought it was because they had to go look stuff up. I had no idea. No, they were bored. Okay. So they go Snapchat. I go, it's 45 seconds per pick. <laughs> uh, so we had, who was in this? Pete Point Loma was in our this league. Okay. And Pete said, hey, look, it's not really my thing anymore. Dropped out. And we let in the lovely Padres fangirl who loves the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And what Jack and Cade were just, they were rolling. They were rolling last night. The Jack snuck in there and stole Josh Allen. Yeah. And Stephon Diggs went somewhere. And I said, hey, man, you get that angry little Italian on, on your bad side he goes i just snuck right in there and took yeah. josh allen yeah she goes who the hell takes a quarterback this early that's what i was thinking <laughs> he said don't worry about it don't worry about it guys were taking quarterbacks in the second it round was crazy man that yeah. uh, but so fun so i'm with you you don't want to piss laura off man no one's heard from mandy in months no i got a bone to pick with you and i oh, got a really? bone to pick with your pinhead friend erica go ahead fuck okay I don't know if anybody else has friends like this. I love my friends. Yeah. I was just telling. Uh, you just said you're picking bones. Because. You know who, what friends I really love? I love friends that have what's called common courtesy. And I don't know what the fuck happened to you. I don't know what happened to her. You guys love sending text messages at six in the morning. There's an, uh, Hey, Joey Bosa could be traded or uh, yeah, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa could be traded. All right, I don't need that at 6 a.m. What time do you wake up? Like 6.45. Oh, come on. And then you, Dave is the master of this. Okay. Dave emphasized. I don't need to know that you emphasized anything. You haven't shown me. Or you're the master. Dave's the master of a... a thumbs up. Fuck <laughs> that, Eckert too. Nicole yells at me for the same shit. It's stupid. Because I don't want to write sometimes. Maybe I'm busy. Okay, maybe don't write anything at 6 in the morning. There's nothing, and then... Here's the other thing that, that a lot of you do. and I'm 45. What are you, going to junior high? What yeah, you, I'm here late. How about growing the fuck up? I don't, I don't have to get up at 545 to find out updates on Nick Bosa. You can drop Apparently me off the you thread. Do. I think you drop yourself from the thread. I don't think we drop you from the thread. Well, how? I think you just you go into the deal and you say I'm out. Just mute everybody's number? You can. You can. That would be great. That would be hilarious. <laughs> I have no friends. I, I can't figure it out. There, there, here's the other thing that I yeah. need to point out, especially to those two. But a few of you do this. This show ends tonight. Dave and I swear it's 840. Yeah. We're convinced we're going to be out of here at 915. 843. The long, <laughs> been a long week already. We're going to do a half hour show. We sit here, we watch a little bit of Dodger baseball, and then I'm out of here. <laughs> I leave here. Yeah. It takes me about seven to 10 minutes, depending on if I hit the lights, to hit the 125 north. What are you talking about? It's two miles. Yeah. You're going on the road with seven to 10 minutes. It takes a while. The lights oh, down here. Me. I always get the lights. 
Now I get on the 125, and eventually that leads me to the 54, but it's not even before the 54. Yeah. Or I'm saying I don't even hit the 54. I'm on the 125, and Dave, I don't know what it is, three exits up. That's where I lose everything that we just talked about. <laughs> it's gone. I don't know anything. Yeah. These two, and a few of you do this. Boy, what in the hell was that all about? You want to give me a little bit more fucking context? <laughs> what in the hell was what all about? Well, I just heard this show. Boy, that was pretty random. Okay. Mute. <laughs> Done. I, I just don't even respond anymore. Do you get that? Where people just write? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they're hearing the show like I'm talking to them live? That's what they say that people believe, that you're talking to them live, and you're talking to one person. So you should know what you just said. I think a lot of you need to reflect over the weekend. I think you have, I think you're psychopaths. <laughs> the show's recorded. I like when, uh, when the people call you out. Well, and, and I, say, would, I don't I even don't know what Jeff's rant was. And then Jeff can't remember what you're what ranting right. about. There's no idea. None. Dave's not lying. I'm <laughs> telling you, I have no idea. If you're just like, oh, are you kidding me? Mute. <laughs> are you kidding man then that's it then you're stuck yeah i don't know what to tell you man fuck that's the way the show goes uh there have been a lot of bad days in padre baseball yeah today watching the end of that game dave did I you saw, watch it did you actually watch it yeah. you listen to it on the radio well, i was i was working but watch okay <laughs> and uh <laughs> I watched the, the eighth and ninth. Okay. Well, how confident were you at that point? You know what they've become? I said this tonight on Twitter. Okay. <clears throat> and it hurts because it used to be funny to me, and it's not. There was a handful of years where Dave, Mike Costa, and I, I think Rosie went through this, where we were all involved in Charger postgame shows. Yes. And, I don't, and I don't say this, I'm not saying this being snarky, this is not a Raider fan's perspective. This was just somebody that watched it. And I wish I could give you the exact years. There's plenty of you that are Charger fans that probably know the exact year, the coach. It didn't matter. It didn't matter if it was Marty or Norv. But it felt like the Norv era and the Mike McCoy era, really. And there would be games that they would get out in the first half. Oh, yeah. Man, they would control everything. And it just felt like, and it didn't matter the team. It could be the Chiefs. It could be the Raiders, the, the Steelers. Man, they were running this team off the field. And Dave and I would say at halftime, you know, the score of this game, Dave, is 12 to 7. It feels like it should be 32 to 7. It's yeah. been all chargers. Yep. The offensive numbers would tell the story. It felt like it was more Norv. It happened Norv all the time. And and McCoy, but you're right. Norv, Norv a lot. Because we used to always joke around, what the fuck does Norv say at halftime? Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but we would true. sit there, either at Qualcomm or in the studio, and you would just feel it. Yeah. You could feel when it was changing, and you could feel... When the interception was going to come, yep. when the fumble was going to come, when the third and five, the pass would fall incomplete and they would have to punt with four minutes to go. 
and the opposing team would get it at the 35 down by five. And you were like, they're just going to fucking do it again. And they would do it again. Yeah. That's exactly how this Padre team plays now. And yeah, I hear this shit on the radio. Hey, don't tell me these guys aren't trying hard. Really? I'll tell you right now. It may not be. They may be trying hard. They look like a team that's fucking beat every day in the seventh inning trying to figure out what the fuck is going to happen. And that's what it felt like today with Edmund up. Yeah. Boy, haters making pitches. Yeah. And they get the guy on first and you're like, oh, Just fuck. To fuck up the math. Yep. Yeah. You go, oh, fuck. Here we go. Yeah. And about and he's two strikes and you're still sitting there and that fucking pitch and you're watching Tatis go to right and look like the Steve Garvey home run. Yeah. <laughs> right center field. It did, but for the wrong team. Yep. And you go, shit, man. This team right now is just looks like a team. Not that they're doing it on purpose. I'm not accusing no. them of that. But, man, they are just finding a way to lose like the Chargers did. Dude, I've never seen anything like it oh, in, that hurt in baseball. I mean, 162-game season to be where they're at is insane. I mean, a couple things. One is I agree with you 100% of everything you're saying. But this is the only team I've ever seen where, no joke, they could be down one nothing. Like, if the mm -hmm. other team scores first, you know they're not going to come back. They don't. No. If they fall down early, they never come back. It's uh, the craziest fucking thing. Like, the math shouldn't work out this way. The deal is, you just said, how hard are they trying? Soto let it slip. When they were in Seattle and he mm -hmm. said, guys, giving up at bats, and then he tried to take it back the next day, he knew he probably shouldn't have said it. But that's what he meant. And yeah. I think his fans, people see that and agree. There are a lot of times you feel like you're giving up at bats. I mean, third strike lookings are ridiculous. Uh, like, just go up there with your fucking arm. Like, just swing yeah. your fucking forearm. <laughs> right? If you're not going to use the bat. Use something else. But it, it is really, really fucking frustrating to watch these guys. And the thing is, haters home run, what's the only the second time he's done that, right? Did it to Mookie yeah. Betts on a national TV game, but he did it to Tommy Edmund, who's a small dude, man. Yeah. You know, goes opposite field. And the Cardinal fans, you know, aren't going to the games either. You know, they're no. supporting that shit. But at the same time, I'll ask you, if you were a baseball fan living in St. Louis and you're seeing Xander Bogarts and you're seeing Machado yeah. and Tati, like you're telling your dad, hey, I want to go. This is a game I'd like to go to because I want to see four stars. Yeah, I want to see them. But they aren't. And, and, St. Louis said, fuck you. Oh, there was nobody the last couple of days. And the hater that I watched today, yeah, it wasn't the guy that, that we saw for those two weeks after the trade deadline last year where he yeah. couldn't find his way. Like he was humming today. Humming. Yeah. But it was the curse that's on this city and yeah. that's on this team that he couldn't he couldn't get away from. I didn't have any issue with Hader. I thought I'm watching him throw and I'm like, God damn, uh, he's gonna be gone next year. Yep. But I've really enjoyed watching Josh Hader as a padre. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me about Mark Melanson. Or, or Trevor Rosenthal or any of those guys, right? Yeah, like, yeah. haters legit, but you still had the vibe today they're going to lose this game. 100%. I agree with you, 100%. And that happened, and you're just, man, it's a long flight home, even yeah. from St. Louis. Yeah. You because could, you come, you come you home. one and, game on the road trip. One and five. Yeah. You won one game, and then you're coming back, you're facing the Giants, who actually do have something to play for. Yeah. So right now, if, as we're doing this show, fourth inning, the Dodgers are up 6 nothing. If the Dodgers win tonight, the Dodgers will have a 22-game lead over the Padres. That's exactly what they had last year when the season ended. 
Like it shouldn't it shouldn't happen. I mean, when you and I picked who we thought was going to win the division, yeah, I'll be honest with you. For the show, I picked the Dodgers. You picked the Pods. Everyone, yeah. everybody picked the Padres. Jeff wasn't dumb. It wasn't him just being a fan. It was the smart yeah. move because everyone picked the Padres. And then to see what has happened, who would have guessed that this team really will finish with a losing record? They're not even going to oh, be yeah. 81, 81. No. They have to go, I, I believe, something like 25 and 3 to have a chance of making the postseason. Oh, my God. And like it's a, it's a less than 1% chance, according to ESPN. It, and dude, these guys don't have the fight in them. So you mentioned uh, curses. You know, people always talk San Diego curse. Yeah. You're a, you're a San Diego guy. You probably know this story, but I'm going to fill the audience in a little bit. Okay. Do you know who Charles Hatfield is? People believe this is where the San Diego curse came into. Really? I want to hear it. No, okay, I don't. don't. It's a fascinating story. Okay, you can look this up. My son Josh is the one that pointed this out to me. So Charles Hat- Hatfield in 1915 okay. in San Diego, there was a huge drought. And basically the, the city says, you know, what are we going to do? You know, our, our reserve is almost gone. We need water. And he says, I can make it rain. And they go, what do you mean you can make it rain? Because we'll give you $10,000 if you can make it rain. And, you, and he promised at a minimum of like nine inches of, of rain. Mm. And they said, okay. Well, it fucking rained. And it rained like you wouldn't believe. And it killed 50 people. It ruined the city. It just, the rain wouldn't stop. And so then finally, like saying, you got to make it stop because I can't make it stop. And he says he doesn't make it rain. What he says, he, he had a device that he'd put it, shoot it in the air, basically. They said it smelled terrible. It was like 60 miles, you know, going uh, like up to 15. Okay. And he said it brings clouds together and it creates rain. Well, the rain was so out of control. <laughs> That it gave San Diego like 30 inches of rain. I'm paraphrasing right now, but you can look sure. this name up. Charles Hatfield, 1915. Makes it rainy. Goes to collect his money. And the city of San Diego says, fuck you. No. We aren't paying you. Shocker. Too much water. We aren't paying you for the disaster you caused. And fucking the, that's what they say the jinx is. So I say this guy died in 1958. Okay. Okay. Track this guy's fucking family down. Yeah, let's pay, go. Pay him the fucking either 10000 or what 10000 would be today's money. Yeah. And get rid of the curse. Fucking the city has been cursed. All right? I'm telling you, pay your fucking bills. Everything. Right? You always joke around about Spanos. Dude. Pay your fucking rent, motherfucker. Pay your bills. Pay this guy. Like, the, the Chicago had the goat, right? Yeah. Everyone has a curse. If you believe San Diego was a curse, this fucking guy never got paid. Well... The the other thing that has to be figured By out. By the way, you do this in other cities all the time. You traveled around and got paid like twenty five thousand dollars to do this all the time. Dude, this town, <laughs> this fucking town. <laughs> so, we found out yeah more about uh, Chuvista Fast Pitch. Incredible job by Voice of San Diego. These guys have done a great job, and we find out now that these guys have a booth. At Snapdragon. So they're still going even though supposedly they're closed in 2014? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. For nine years, these guys have been running concession stands. Look, I'll tell you this. I like Eric Gruppner a lot. Boy, he he's never seen a camera that he doesn't like. The idea that he's not fucking out in front of this story saying what they're going to do is a fucking joke. Everybody in that organization should be embarrassed because the other day, when the story came out, that this fast pitch and these two dipshits, that whether it's 370000 in total or probably just this year, have raked the money. And the city of San Diego says, oh, we don't know anything. And the Padres, like fucking Huey, Louie, and Dewey down there. Hear no evil, see no evil. Who's that asshole? 
Steve Garvey, don't do that. I love Garf. Look how short he is compared to Freddie Freeman. It comes up to his shoulder. Garv's on TV, and we love Garv around here. He's family. Um, Groupner's nowhere. Yeah. What's going on, Eric? Huh? Slap that beard oil on and get out in front of the camera. Come on. You can do it. You love posing for pictures every time Emma Stone's in town. Get the fuck out there. Say, we're looking into this. We're going to figure it out. Delaware North, where the fuck are you guys? Yeah. You're the guys. Now, listen. <laughs> I don't even know. Go ahead. You're explaining this to me like I'm uh, I, honest. God, I haven't read it. So you got to help me out. I'm listening to everything. Snapdragon has shut them down. They have. And the Padres have shut them down. The okay. funniest thing that we find out tonight, again, courtesy of Voice of San Diego, is that it could severely impact everybody going to the games tomorrow. No way. Because fast pitch Chula Vista employed the largest amount of anybody down there. Oh, no. And a lot of the concession stands. How do we not look and say, when this thing gets shaken out, don't you figure somebody other than those two guys are making money on this? Yeah, of Dave, course. how does nobody know? And I don't know if it's at the city. I'm not pointing fingers. I don't know where it is. I don't know who it is. How the fuck have you turned a blind eye for nine years and just written checks to these guys? The way you do it is that somebody knows something, in my opinion. Can't prove it. I don't know who, but it's not that tough. We have Jake's projects. Yeah. At Jake's eulogy, I changed Dave and Jeff's charities to Jake's projects. We became a licensed 5013C. Yeah. Every year... We get paperwork. We fill it out. Yep. A member of our board is an accountant, so the money is accounted for. If anybody went in and we went in to do that. Every dollar. The first thing we would show is that we are a licensed 5013C. Yep. We are current, and we have the ability to show for any of you that have donated where the money is, where the bank accounts are, what we have paid. None of us take a penny from that. Nope. None of us. No. We are a legit nonprofit. The 100%. people on that board are 100% volunteers. When we told this story the other day, driving to work in the morning, I called Bob McElroy. Bob McElroy has been a friend of mine for over 20 years. Bob runs the Alpha Project downtown. What he does day in and day out for the homeless can't be praised enough. I talked to Bob. I said, hey, are you familiar with this story? He goes, Yeah said, man, what's going on with those guys? I said, I don't know. Because that's a pretty good hustle. Yeah. And I said, were you guys ever contacted and given the opportunity? Because Bob has a building downtown. I think it's at about 15th and Market. There's a building that Bob financed and built where people have come off the streets and they can now live. In the lower part of that, there's a pizza restaurant. This is staffed by people that used to be homeless that are getting a new opportunity, courtesy of our friends at the Alpha Project. They're giving people a chance to get back on their feet, feel good about themselves, make a contribution to our community. Bob said, we didn't. We were not contacted. I haven't been aware of this. And he said, but I I want you to know this. 
I love Peter Seidler. He said, Peter Seidler's been great to the Alpha yeah. Project. He said, I love Tom Seidler and I love Eric Gruppner. Yeah. Because those guys have been All wonderful. All the guys you and I like. Right. Wonderful supporters of the Alpha Project. But he said, yeah, I'm going to make a call yeah. and find out what's going on. I don't know at the level the Padres were involved. I don't have any idea. But it's your responsibility. It's on your property. It is. The party's at your house. Yeah. You're the ones that have to stand up and say, we're going to get it figured out. Because it's embarrassing that you're running and hiding. Right? It's, it's awful. I mean, and honestly, as you're sitting here talking, I'm going, could anything go right for Pete this year? It's complete disaster. Yeah. I mean, he loses his TV deal. The yeah. People he pays for to basically do well don't. And he doesn't want to be embarrassed to the fan. He loves the fan base. Yet the I, fan I, base isn't getting what they're paying for either. And now all of a sudden this story comes out. It's completely embarrassing. I can't stand lack of accountability. It's the number one thing that makes me crazy. I hate fucking liars and I hate fucking thieves. But here's the thing. No matter what level of accountability you have, stand up and say, we're going to get it figured out. The idea that they have been nowhere for four days. Well, who's holding their feet to the fire? Is it just, is it just Voice of San Diego? Where are the, where are the TV stations? Yeah. And where the, really, where are the news organizations? Yeah. What would happen if this was the New York Yankees? Yeah. What was happening if the LA Dodgers? Yeah. It would be a big well, story for people, every news crew to be down to find out what's going on. I mean, it is a national story. It is. And like him or not, David Sampson, who was the former president of the Florida Marlins, has a podcast. It's pretty good. Is it? Pretty good. And on his most recent one, he's like pointing the finger. And he's exactly right. You have to be accountable yeah. in this community for everything. What you've done, this goes beyond baseball. Yep. Somebody there dropped the ball. Somebody there didn't, was lazy, and however you want to run it, if they worked for me, they'd be fired. Tonight, three nights ago, because it's okay, terrible. Let me, let me throw this at you. Go Did ahead. somebody drop the ball or somebody in on it? I don't know, but it seems weird, Dave, right? When this all shakes out, somebody somewhere for nine years, these fucking guys have gone. Fast pitch Chula Vista, nobody's done an investigation. Fuck, AJ Perler hasn't done his job well in nine years. He's still there. No shit. <laughs> shit. He sucks. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just, holy fuck, man. I like all you guys. Padres have never heard of checks and balances. None. No shit. None. And and it's a complete <laughs> disgrace. The the further they stand away from this story, the more embarrassed they should be. Every one of them. Yeah. You have the ability to be called out. Seidler's called out on this. Groupner's called out. And whoever else was in charge of that program, whether they were involved in any way, shape, or form, you have to step up and say, we're accountable. Okay, by the time we do our next show, do you expect to have answers? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Because they fucking listen to this show. I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope they it's have It's embarrassing. Answers. That's the thing, Eric. What you're doing is embarrassing our city. And you're embarrassing yourself by your lack of accountability. I tell him if he was sitting right here. The fuck are you doing, man? You're the guy. You're the guy that's supposed to be the face of this organization, good, bad, indifferent. And you can dance around and show everybody the brand new Hassan Kim bobblehead. Great. And this isn't about the fact 
that Darvish can't pitch, right? And Grisham sucks. It's not about that. We can see that. What the fuck happened on your watch that allowed these two dickheads to go in and steal that fucking money? What happened, Eric? Who did you trust to do the right thing? And what are you doing when you find out now that they didn't? And don't say, oh, we're handling behind closed doors. Bullshit. You handle it out in the public. Right here. Don't be scared. Come in here and publicly apologize. <laughs> what, do you want, what do you want him to say? All right, he doesn't have to come in and publicly apologize. Good afternoon. <laughs> I almost got that out the lap. <laughs> All right, everybody. But I'm serious, Dave. They have to be accountable. They don't, they don't have to come in yeah. and publicly apologize. But if they'd like to, sure, we'll give them the platform. <laughs> Just come strolling up the driveway. Good afternoon. Yeah. And then you just hit the table. Try again. Try it again. Grimner. <laughs> I'm laughing. I, I'm laughing at this stupid idea. I feel bad. Here, no joke. We've said on this show a hundred times, Eric's our favorite guy in the organization. He, he's a great guy. It, it doesn't matter. You have a family that relationship with him, actually. You uh, know, right. going back to his high school days. The deal is it probably does fall in his title. It yes. does. It falls in his title. Like, you know what we do? You know what you do? You know what good friends do? You hold your other friends accountable. Yeah. That's what you do. Ah, oh, hey, he'll figure it out. Bullshit. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Got Kevin Acey. We're not going to get shit out of him, this fucking guy, writing columns the other day about how excited we are about Matt fucking Carpenter getting two hits. Really? That's what I pay for in that horseshit paper? That's exactly right. Your newsletter? Hey, I tell you what, man, you look at the way he's approached everything. I don't want to. I'm not that fucking bored. I don't care how Matt Carpenter's approached his day. Your fucking bullpen shot. Your starters are shot. Yeah. You have jack shit on the bench, and this fucking guy's at the end doing Rubik's Cube. <laughs> hey, I tell you, man, if you could be around here, he's taking grounders. That's exciting. what he's supposed to do. To make a wish kids do. <laughs> that's what he is supposed to do that's what he gets paid 12 yeah. million dollars for boy he watches film he's really interactive in the meetings fuck damn that's what i gotta read in this horse shit paper that's what you have to read that's it that's how you get well, the fucking, newsletter i said this 25 years ago and there were days i regretted it but not tonight the fish are embarrassed to be wrapped in that kevin ac <laughs> that's column. exactly right the fish are like oh god do you feel bad for Bob at all? Just going back to the Padres. You feel bad for Bob? Melvin? Yeah. You yeah. see him today, that picture? How bad? Oh, my God. Exhausted he looked. Yeah. And then, as you said, you get on the airplane. You don't even have a day off tomorrow. You got to face the fucking Giants. Yeah, half the concession stands closed. <laughs> hey, you and I do, guys. Just uh, if I can jump in for a second. Kelly and I put together a little bag. I like to bring a couple of egg salad sandwiches, some ruffles. <laughs> it's going to be hot out there tomorrow. It's been a hot one. I hope everybody's staying hydrated. But uh, a you who really hits it, hits it well in the afternoon. Just my two cents. I love how you dropped his wife's name. <laughs> Kelly and I like to make egg salad sandwiches and bring in ruffles. <laughs> you know what we do, Dave? 
We put it on that sweet Hawaiian bread. You take the ruffle. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not helping by laughing as you're talking. It's funny as fuck. You put that sweet Hawaiian bread. I can't do it as much as I used to, but occasionally I like to mix in a little chipotle mayo for a little bit of gotcha. Then you crumble up those ruffles, but you got to be careful because I got big hands. They get sticky. You put those right in there with the egg salad. It's outstanding. That's how I used to make for the guys at Texas Tech. <laughs> the bus smelled like hell, but it was great. Thanks. It was good. And, but you know what we got down there? I don't see it much here. Ice cold Big Red. You ever had a Big Red, Dave? Never had one. So refreshing. I tried to put it in the cooler. Guys that come in hot. You know, Jack Buck said put a ice piece of iceberg lettuce. I didn't have any lettuce. We couldn't afford it in our budget. But we put that big red in there. You know, it's fun with big red, Dave. You'd like this. Put it in an ice cube tray. Yeah. And then freeze it. I do that with root beer, too. It's like having a root beer popsicle. I get that big two liter. Yeah. Dollar Tree. Yeah. It's Ralph's. Ralph's root beer. I don't even know who Ralph is, but boy, he's a talent. And I just fill up like nine ice cube trays. Just jam them in there. Move the pizza rolls around. By a day like today, you just go, oh, and here's the part. I, I almost forgot. You got to put the little tiny toothpicks in there. Otherwise, you got nothing to hold them That's with. That's true. Good point, coach. And you got little root beer popsicles. Oh, these are good. Well, there you go. You solved everyone's concession problems. Yeah. So tomorrow, I don't know you can sneak in that popsicle. But again, get some of that sweet Hawaiian bread. I think we have a Kiehl's Market up there in Solana Beach. Get egg salad. <laughs> yeah. Get I, Dave, you're a little edgy. You probably like those cheddar ruffles. <laughs> You like those Diablo ones, from what I heard. Weirdo. But get those ruffles, put them in there. Yeah. And maybe, if you can, I don't know security. They know me. They let everything go in when they see the coach. Maybe an Altadena milk. <laughs> Bring a half gallon. That's great. Great for a day game. Thanks, coach. Egg salad, ruffles, and milk on a day game. That's awesome. Or are you? Fuck. I guess, dude, that's the worst thing about the Padres having day games. Is I, I, I miss coach. I don't get any of this. <laughs> Did they have a day game? They had a day game yes, today, today, right? Yeah, see, no, there's no coach today. But, Shit. dude, it, it, it fucking kills me. I People heard with him, their fucking I, answers to dude, what the Padre problems are. So, fucking, I don't know how he has the patience. He's great. I don't know how he has the patience to deal with it. Coach sure. teams is not having fun. Well, no fucking shit. <laughs> they got a losing record. Yeah. They're the I, embarrassment of baseball. Of course they're not having fun. Some long faces in that clubhouse. I don't see a lot of pants dirty. I remember I used to go down there and I would talk to Rob Pichelo. What? He's been dead for 15 years. Oh, my God. And he trusted me. It's yeah. always who drops that line. It's my favorite. <laughs> it was, oh, then. Yeah. I'd go down and talk to Dan Worthing. <laughs> he just drops. You know, one of the guys I really miss around here, he'd be really good. Dave, you remember him. Sonny Siebert. <laughs> 
That's it. I remember in 93, I talked to Jim Riggleman. I said, you should, wear an, you should wear an undershirt. And he said, fuck off, coach. And I said, okay. Yeah, don't, doesn't it get a little musty in those underarms? <laughs> but he always follows with, because he trusted me. Yeah. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. I saw this thing the other day. And he's the nicest guy in the world. And it's so oh, fucking coach? funny. Coach. And Braden, I think, just wants to strangle him. I think Braden has dreams of strangling him. Because every time he turns his mic on, he just screams at him. I uh, Like, has no respect for his grandfather. <laughs> just screams yeah. at him. I told you I was driving another one of those days where it was just hot. He just yeah. wanted out of the car. And uh, he had Bill Center on, like, opening at Del Mar. And I told this the night it happened. I couldn't believe it. It's still one of my favorite things on Coach's show. Other than my all-time favorite thing on Coach's show, I'll tell you in a second. For me, it, it's the Japan. Is that what you're going? Oh, uh, Japan's in definitely in metal contention. Uh, but I was driving south, and he had, uh, he had Bill on, and he was talking about opening day at Del Mar, and it's six minutes in. They haven't said a fucking thing about Del Mar. <laughs> And they started talking about going to Milton's Deli, yeah. which is in the Flower Hill Mall right there at Via de la Valle. And Bill said, oh, yeah, you go to Milton's. Get that egg salad sandwich. Dude, I almost crashed my car. Because we had, we, we had done it like yeah. four nights earlier, just fucking around. I was like, what would Coach eat? Like, it was, I'm always like. What would Johnny eat that none of us have thought of in 20 years, right? And egg salad popped in my head, and then Bill said it. I was like, oh, shit. No, uh, Mike Riley Mike Riley said it's the when he was coaching the Chargers, he told me, he said it was his all-time favorite thing we ever did. Yeah. Which was, I was driving home from KFMB. It was coaching Randy. They would have been on 690. Okay. I think, right? Yeah, 1090 yeah. wasn't there. No, right? no, no. Yeah, it had to be 690. Yeah. So Randy was on uh, with Coach. Yeah. And they were doing mid-season report cards. Yes. And this team was like, the team we're watching now, fucking awful. And they were just going around. Hey, Randy, we're going to start with uh, Jake Cronenworth. Uh Randy, I'm going to give Jake a C minus. He's made some plays, but the bat hasn't been what it is. Yeah, you know, Coach, I'm uh, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Jake a C minus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting, right? Same fucking grade. All right, I'm going to, Randy, I'm going to go over to Hassan Kim. Boy, you know, he moves from shortstop to second. I'm going to give him an A. Coach, I'm going to give Hassan Kim an A. Yeah, every time. Every fucking guy. Every it was like, and I called Dave. I was like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, are you listening to this shit? This fucking true. team's 30 games under 500. It's like, Randy's not like even an A minus yeah. or a B plus. It's just every guy. Fernando, well, I'm going to give him an incomplete. You know, coach, I'm going to give him an incomplete. <laughs> and, uh, I, oh my God. It was unbelievable. And then uh, the coach one. Do you remember? He, was it was it Steve was Fisher? Steve Fisher. It was Steve Fisher. Yes. You got to tell the story. Uh, again, you and I have done this show. Everybody does this show. When you have the Aztecs flagship, or when you have the Aztec rights, part of it is that 
the football coach gets a show. Yeah. And Fish got a show, Coach Fisher. Well, usually we're morning, so we got out of having to come back and do it. And uh, and so, Coach, they were at, I think, 690 or 1090. And he was interviewing Steve Fisher. Yeah, let's go out to the phones and uh, Randy's on the line. Hey, Randy. Hey, Coach. Just wanted to say what a great honor it is to talk to you. Hey, thanks, Randy. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I met Coach Fisher, John. I met Coach Fisher. Oh, okay. <laughs> Every time he'd get confused. Oh, my God. He'd get confused when they'd say coach, and he thought they were talking to him. I, I mean, the guy is... So fucking funny, dude. He's so, so great. Good. What do you think Steve Fisher's thinking? He loved him. Think, I mean, dude, everybody yeah, loves everyone John. Everyone does. But at the same time, you're like, dude, this is my hour. Like, I'm the coach for this one hour. Stop yeah. answering the questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think he's just rolling his eyes or looking at his wife? This fucking guy. I, I tell you, we had the chance at 1360 because whoever the management was at 1090 kind of fuck coach around. Yeah, they did. And and John came in and hung out three or four shows with us. Yeah. God, it was so great. He's yeah. just We try to get remember we try to get Tony Gwynn Jr. hired and we try to get coach hired. Yeah. And they told us no. Yeah. yeah we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Okay. No, okay. Yeah, well, those guys like number one. All right, fuckers. Yeah. Good work. Good work. You got to tell the Japan one. Do you remember? Can you tell the Japan one? I'll give just a quick uh, run with it. It was the year in Major League Baseball where Major League Baseball that year, I think it was the Mets and the Cubs opened in Japan. Mm -hmm. That's how, that's what was the start. But who was? I can't remember the player. The player was talking about, but it was, it's like a San Diego connection. Yeah. There was a San Diego guy. Yeah. And the question was, I feel like it was the Cubs. Yeah, it was a Cubs player, and the guy called Coach and said, Coach, you said he wasn't going to make the team. He's going to Japan. Yeah, no, he said there was a guy that, I mean, for I know it wasn't Chris Bryant because no. it's further back, but but the, let's just say it, it was, was Chris Bryant. about 23 years ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, and they were going, and uh, but Major League Baseball had announced whoever, the Cubs and uh, – the Reds, let's just say, we're going to play in Japan. And I'm pretty sure that it had either been in an update or it had just been mentioned on 690. Yeah. Now, in fairness to John, dude, when the updates are going on, that's your chance to go use the bathroom, grab a water, do whatever you're doing. I mean. Yeah, but so, opening day back in the day was a big deal. One was one that's game what on it opening was. day. That's was what it one was. Game. It wasn't everybody played on opening Dave's day. Dave's got it right. That's the part that I'm missing is that. Again, using, I think it was Cubs and Reds, we're going to be in Japan to open the season. And this guy calls, and again, we'll use Chris Bryant for argument's sake. Hey, hey, coach, you think uh, Chris Bryant's going to make the team? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in the spring, competition's there. It could be tough. Well, I don't know. I keep hearing he's going to Japan. Japan? Why would he do that? Get the hell out of here. He got so mad. Remember, every yeah. now and then, John gets the he red get, ass. He does get the red ass. He's angry, coach. And, and if the it's guy a woman, like, I'll apologize later on in the call. Oh, yeah. But a guy, fuck it. And the guy was like, no, for opening day. Oh, 
Yeah, that's it. But I, I can't even hear the word Japan the rest of my life. I know. Because I coach Japan. Sc- yeah, screaming. <laughs> he got so mad. I mean, look, it's like I tell you, I, I will call out everybody. Yeah. And when I do, I just remind you that in the middle of an interview on KFMB, yep. talking Angel Baseball. With Angel Baseball beat writer Mike DiGiovanna on, and I could not say his name. Yeah, you tell him to introduce himself. I locked up. Dave was nowhere to help. That's true. And I would have to, I could not say Mike DiGiovanna. We yeah. could say Kabir Baja Biamila. Yeah. But I could not say Mike's name, and I would say, Mike, I locked up. Remind people who you are. I'm Mike DiGiovanna. I'm the beat writer for the LA Times. So trust me. Yeah. Whatever John did, it wasn't as bad as having to have the, your fucking guest introduce himself on the air because you're too fucking stupid to say his name. Dude, I tell you what, I'm not not lying to you. I love Coach's show more than any show it's right so great. in San Diego. And, and I've never been this big For, of a fan of his show. I Like when he was doing nights, yeah, I tuned in once in a while, but it was nights. I had shit going on. But, but this show from 10 to 2, I die laughing. Number one, it's, uh, the same callers almost every day. They got to check in with their friends. They're all racist. Yeah, they're <laughs> they hate every one of these. The oldest fuck. They don't understand. Yeah. They understand shit. But man, he's so nice to all of them. Braden, he I is. think, fucking hates the show, which kills because Bra- <laughs> That's pretty funny. And Braden can't run a board for shit. And I know, if dude, it, they it, can't. It, Darren's it, guy can't run a board for shit. Whoever so, that guy is, anytime they do traffic, yeah, the fucking music's so loud. Darren's <laughs> guy's fucking the worst. You can't, dude. Do you have a fucking earbud in? The music's so loud, you literally can't hear anything. Like, if you, yeah. there have been days when I'm cutting out. Yeah. And it's every traffic report during Darren's show. So awful. <laughs> a coach's show. And I guarantee Braden picks the music because it sounds like music he would pick. Coach isn't picking the fucking music. Okay. It's, it's so loud. And then there's no pot down, like slowly. It, like you hear the beginning of yeah. the show, how the music goes down. Yeah, it fades out. It's fucking so loud. And then it just comes to a dead, like a light switch, on or off. You choose. You don't get one or the other. And it fucking kills me that it just go happens like this every day. But for anyone who's been in radio, you're going, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you understand one mistake, maybe your hand slipped. Yeah. Dude, it's always <laughs> fucked up. And <laughs> when a coach says, Jeff, thanks for calling. And then he waits for, like, you to say something else, but Is you're he gone. not in studio? He's not in studio. And I'm like, dude, you just say thanks for calling. Go to the next one. Quit waiting for Jeff yeah. to say, you got it. Have a great day. <laughs> what the hell's happening? But fucking for... Four hours a day. I try and catch as much as Dude, I can. I fucking love it. That show is so funny. I'm addicted funny. to that, that fucking mess. It's so funny. And I do love Coach. I, yeah, I know yeah. you do too. As a person, we're oh, both the huge fans of his. The greatest. Yeah. Just, he's the best, man. He just, yeah. Jeez. Such a nice dude. And, uh, and yeah, he's just one of those guys that you like being friends with because he supports you. Exactly I right. guarantee you there's been a day when he brought an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> I, that's the only reason why I say it. If I said to him, John, have you had an egg salad sandwich down there? Yeah. <laughs> They're good. Um, but I, I'm telling you, the thing that kills me on that show is the guys, how they desperately try to hide their blatant racism. I mean, the callers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not John. No, Not John or Brayden. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just trying to clear names no, here. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, God. No, John and Brayden are awesome. 
Um, I like Braden. He's a good dude. Actually, I th- and this is not uh, as much as I just goofed on his board thing. I think Braden's a guy that will be a, a longtime guy in San Diego on the radio if he wants. Dude, to. he's a nice he's kid. He's actually really talented. Yeah, we met him a couple of years ago at uh, at uh, Jay Paris's thing. He's yeah. a really nice no, kid. He, he's good. I'm goofing on him on the board. Let me tell you something. I can't run a fucking board either. Never have. Oh, anybody but, listening to this show? What? Yeah, I'm telling you. I don't edit for shit. No. But here, here's, here's the deal. You get it. That kid, when he fills in, it's fucking good. Yeah. Not bad, man. Twenty? What is it? Twenty-seven? Not bad. Dad, I don't know. Yeah, but um, but I love those two guys. But the guys that call that show, right? They're all the guys that grew up here in San Diego. Probably dudes that were excited when the pods traded for John the Count Montefusco, and now they got to cheer for fill in the blank. Darvish, Grisham, yeah, Machado. Xander, Soto, Camposano, Fernando, right? All these guys that that don't look like they look. But I hey, I can't come out here and just say it. So, you know, coach, I don't know what it is about this year's team. That's what that's that's the first red flag. Bang! Like on the old school mailbox. Here we go. <laughs> Fired up, racist. Here we go. You know, people make Comparisons between this team and 98. Bang! Red flag. We don't have any of these guys south of the border on that team. <laughs> That's what they're all thinking. What if they hired your guy, uh, Ozzy Gian? Would that fan base freak oh. out? Oh! Uh, coach, what the hell is this guy going to do? He's going to prance around, yell at everybody that's going to win. When you were coaching at USIU, is that how you got wins? These fuckers. And they're all your neighbors. And I don't know. Anytime it starts with Dave, I don't know what it is about this team. Oh, I know. You know exactly what it is. You just want to say it. Coach, they're all goddamn lazy. <laughs> they're dying to say it. They can't. You're like, dude, we were around that 98 team, and they were great. Fernando would have been a star on that team. 100%. Soto would have yeah. been a star on that team. Yeah. I mean, I love Cam and Eddie Manny would have been a star on that team. You Darvish definitely would have been a star on that team, as would Hayter and Musgrove, the way Snell's pitching, the whole thing. But goddamn, I don't know what it oh is. <laughs> really? There's the flag on the mailbox. Bing! <laughs> Here it comes. And just listen. Dude, it's brutal. But that's why I listen to it, because they're all trying to be... And you know what? I'll tell you the other thing. What the hell is that music these guys play? It's always the walk-up song. They ate everything. They go, yeah, it's a big problem. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know I feel I bad for Bob. Hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of walk-up songs, I had oh. no idea Apple did this. You ever catch a game on a Friday, the Apple game? Mm-hmm. Apple has it where you hear the player's walk-up song clear as day. Do you know that? You ever notice that? And paid attention to it. Okay, so I read an oh. article on it today. Makes sense. Yeah, because if you like the song, you go. I remember this song. You fucking you download it. You pay for it right away. Oh wow! Apple's figured it out. Going, we got to play every one of these fucking walk. It comes through clear as day on your goddamn TV or your computer, or whatever the way you're listening. Yeah, where it doesn't happen like that if you're watching a game from Petco or Dodger Stadium, whatever. But for those uh, Friday night games, and you go, man, I like that song. I remember that song. Yeah. And fucking A, dude, that you download it, Apple makes more money. I like the other thing that they do 
which I don't know who's doing play-by-play because usually Friday night I'm out. But you can tune in if it was the Padre game. Yeah. You can tune in and get uh, Jesse and Tony. I do have to say this. Um, goddamn, Sam Levitt is the funniest dude in this town. And He's I good wor- at what he does, too. I worry about Sam Levitt after what happened with Kevin Brown in Baltimore. But uh, today, driving around, it's play of the game. And he plays the Tommy Edmond home run to win it. Dude, he's exactly right. He's like, look. How can it not be? Exactly. At the end of the game. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. But I'm saying, you and I know, we've worked yeah. those flagship shows. You figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. I mean, uh, you don't see any highlights no. on the Diamond Vision down there. You, you don't see that. No, you don't. You don't see that home run. No. It's very controlled. But I love the fact he has said for weeks... And, and look, Jesse and Tony have said it too. They're exactly right. That what this team needed, and it's way out of shot now, Dave, was to get to 500. Yeah. I love the fact they, they respect the baseball knowledge of their audience. And they call it straight. And they, they don't do it in a negative way. They, it's just, they tell you what happened. Yeah. But to me, I laugh because I'm like, shit, man. The Lucchino days, I don't know that we'd be playing the Tommy Edmond home run, would you? No, no way. Hey, I don't know if we had a play of the day today. Yeah, so, that's, what we that's what we'd say. But we do want to mention Corky's Pest Control. That's it. Hey, you get the fuck out. All right. Sam's got, Sam's like, fuck it. Play that home run. I know we were trying to do a shortened show, but I got to ask you this. Yeah. The th- move the Angels pulled yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you think there's anything wrong with it? Do you th- you're okay with it? I mean, the Angels basically cut six guys. They cut six guys, and it gives them 30 days to to bring up everybody that they have, and it gives you a head start to see if we've got anything we can use in 24. And they save about $7 million in payroll. Wow. Yeah. It's by not pay, yeah. by if, if someone picks those guys up, that means someone else picks up their, their checks for the next month. Now, here's the deal that bothers me about it. And I've heard a couple of people say it the exact same way. So I'd give credit if it was just one person I heard say it, but I Mm -hmm. heard it all day long and I couldn't agree more. You're the commissioner of our fantasy football league. Yeah. In week, let's say 15, Mm -hmm. I just, I just start waving everybody. Yeah. You're, you're stopping it. Yeah, for sure. Major league baseball is going to fuck this up because whether it's Lucas Giolito, we'll use him as an example. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, whatever. Someone that's... 30 home runs. Okay, let, let's say the Padres did it. We'll just yeah. use the Padres so people can understand what I'm saying. Let's say the Padres said, you know what? Blake Snell, Josh Hader, yeah. bye. All of a sudden, one of those guys goes to the Mariners or goes to the Astros yeah. or the Rangers. It changes everything. Right. And he's going, to come on, what's happening here? How yeah, the this? Royals aren't going to pick these guys no, up. No, they will not. It's going to be a team that's going to make the postseason. The are not going to pick, pick these up. guys up. Yeah. It fucks up, to me, it, it fucks up the end of the season of what everyone's done. As a commissioner, just in our bullshit league, yeah. you would have stopped it. Do the pods make a run at any of these guys? They get first shot at a bunch of them. Why Do would they make you? a run at Giolito? No. Well, it's funny. The Padres actually are in a situation they need someone to throw. Yeah. I mean, they actually need someone to throw the fucking Wouldn't ball. would you pick up Giolito and let Rich Hill go? I, I would, and I would. I mean, it makes sense, but because literally you have so many injuries. Yeah, now, especially now, now with to. Darvish. And Musgrove's not coming back, yeah. you know? But at the same time, let's say Giolito goes to the Phillies. And now you have a different rotation. Your rotation, yeah. if let's say Giolito figures it out. 
Yeah. All of a sudden, you got a Nolan, you have a Lorenzen, you have Giolito. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it shakes things up a little bit, the way the outcome is. Let's say the Dodgers picked up Giolito. People would go, what the fuck? Yeah, it would have to get to them. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just giving the example. It changes things. If I was the Braves, who the Dodgers are the one team that, that they're better yeah. than, or that they're behind, I would sit there and go, this is fucking horseshit. Tomorrow would have been an interesting day because it wasn't that long ago that tomorrow was the day. It was the last trade deadline where guys could, you could try to put guys through waivers and you could try to trade them. Pull them back, yeah. Pull them back. And it would be, I mean, if that was the case now, haters getting traded tomorrow. Exactly right. He's gone or he's probably just put on waivers and somebody picks him up for $14 million and you're like, off he goes. And maybe Snell's move too. Yeah. It's just so strange to me that you play 134 games and all of a sudden yeah. you can change your roster dramatically. Yeah. it was, I mean, look, what the Angels are doing in a lot of different ways. They went for it. Yeah. They went for it. Trying to do the right thing by, by Shohei. Dude, I mean, what's the deal with Rendon? Fouled a ball off his shin in San Diego on 4th of July and hasn't played since. I mean, it's Drew Pomeranz. It, yeah. it, there's just certain guys, man, that just... Uh, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> Seriously, what the fuck? Yeah. And Rendon's got, what, four years left on that deal? God dang. It's a seven-year yeah. deal. Yeah, it was a bad, it's another bad contract. All right, so last thing I'm going to ask you about the group Padres. Uh-huh. Padres today losing to the Cardinals. Tommy Edmond hits the big home run off of Hater. Is today the day you think in your mind this is the day the season officially ended, or do you think it happened? Dave, before? I thought it happened three weeks ago. On August 7th when Mookie Betts hit the Grand Slam? Yep. Me too. I thought it was August 7th when Mookie Betts hit that Grand Slam. That was the end of the Padres season. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I mean, there, there was definitely a day when I came in here and said Melvin should have been fired that day. And I still think that. And again, I've defended a man the whole summer, and I almost think you just have to change so much on that team, and you can't do it with the players. You're going to have to do it with other people, they, and Bob's going to have to be there was, a casualty. Yeah, I'm not putting it all on Bob, but Bob would have been the guy to go because you could see there was enough of a pattern through the summer that this was not going to get turned around. There was nothing giving you the indication that this was going to turn around. And and for me, it was really, really evident that it wasn't going to turn around on Bob's watch. Now, again... You bring in someone like Matt Williams, who people have seen his face. Would you bring in Mike Schilt? Would you bring in someone young? Would you bring... You brought up Ozzie Gee the other day. Yeah. Would you bring in someone completely outside the organization but has managed before? Yeah, right? Somebody that... I, I don't know, Dave. I don't know enough about the what the breakdown is in that room, right? It probably would have been Schilt. Yeah. Would have been for but me. It, yeah, but now he's too much like, don't you think it's too much like Bob Melvin? Yeah, and it's too late now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, for next year. Yeah. But this team will probably fire Bob on September 14th. Let's say they hired Ryan Christensen. Right? right? You'd go, what the fuck? Yeah, what are we doing? He's another Andy Green. Yeah. I, I, I mean... If AJ is allowed to do that, which is, man, you hear it, you hear it locally, you hear it nationally. This this thing is really, really starting to smell like uh, like that fish you bought three days ago, thinking you were gonna fire down the grill, and you're excited, 
and then you buy it right. You you go out to Whole Foods, and you find that big piece of salmon. You're like, man, that is great. And you get it wrapped up, and you bring it home. It's about 10 o'clock, so you're like, oh, it's not going to work tonight. And then tomorrow night, that fish is sitting there in your fridge. Something happens. The next night, your wife has plans with the neighbors, Dale and Debbie. <laughs> and, uh, and then you come home, and that fourth night, <clears throat> your fucking refrigerator stinks. That fish is turning purple. <clears throat> and you got to chuck it in your neighbor's fucking trash can. That's your 2023 San Diego Padres. <laughs> in, in March, you thought, man, they're going to be great. And by the time we got here tonight, you're looking for the nearest fucking trash can to chuck it in. And putting as much arm and hammer to get the stink out of that goddamn place as you can. You know the guy I keep thinking of, all the managers in baseball that would have been a perfect fit for this team is Dusty Baker. Yeah. He, he, honestly, I think. What about Ron Washington? Fit. I love Ron Washington. Like, it's kind of funny that Ron Washington hasn't had that opportunity. We've said his name for years. Yeah. Before Andy Green, we said Ron Washington. Yeah. Texas guy, right? We know. Yeah. Probably loves, I don't know how that didn't happen. Yeah. Everybody loves Ron Washington. Yeah. He won. Yeah. He went to the World Series two years I in mean, a row. I mean, Bob won too. Yeah. And well, again. Well, Bob never went to the World Series. Right? So, I mean, he's one of three-time managers of the year, but Ron Washington, I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I think that would have been a hell of a fit. Still an opportunity. Who knows if he wants it? Who knows? I mean, he's Man. with the fucking Braves. He has his duties. I mean, being a manager is not as a ton of fun, especially when you're an old man. Maybe just like, fuck yeah. it. I don't want to deal with the media every day. Yeah. I like going out there and working with infielders and doing my job. You know, coach, one guy I like to see him bring back, guy get this room under control. Jack McKeon. <laughs> this room under control. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, want to mention Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pools, man, it is hot as balls, man, uh, this week. It's supposed to cool down tomorrow, thank goodness. But Alan Taylor right now, Gloria Estevan Pool, what do you think? Yeah. Not a bad. We haven't thrown that one out there. She's a ton of money. But look, I ask about available financing. Taylor May Pools, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. I saw it at the Del Mar Fair. Did he really? When he could just sneak in. Well, you didn't even have to sneak in. Concerts were just part of your admission. Dave, we were like 10 feet away. God dang, she was okay. Okay on the eyes. We tell you, uh, I love when the testimonials, you can find them on the website at tailormadepools.com. Again, uh, TaylorMadePools.net. Jesus, that was a test. You all failed. <laughs> <laughs> from Steve. <laughs> we actually got quotes from several other contractors before having the work done. And while Alan's bid wasn't the cheapest, the high-quality materials he used made up for the small difference in price. I would do it every time because those pools look amazing. All you got to do is go to DaveAndJeffShow.com, click on the sponsor page. Uh, we will not have uh, the 3D design of what that Gloria Estefan or the lifetime member of the celebrity pool, Lisa Ann, uh, looks like. But use your imagination. You can find them both online, one easier than the other. 
uh, and then have that pool built in your backyard again because you guys all failed. The website is tailormadepools.net or call them at 619-449-4452. Also, Dan Williams, don't forget about Dan. Dan talks about the housing market and tells you how to get pre-qualified. Dan can help you out. You buy that first home. Also, Dan can help you out with your finances. It's the greatest call you're going to make, 858-688-6813. A call to Dan Williams is life-changing, 858-688-6813. Yeah, it's that time of year. Kids are going back to school, but guess what's coming, man? You can feel it. Getting dark earlier. Dave, I'm driving down. It's 7.30 tonight. It's all getting dark it's out. It's only August. What the fuck's happening here? I know. Well, it's dark August. in the morning. You aren't awake, but it's dark in the morning at 6. I, it used to not be. Yeah, what? Well, it's still no summer. Problem. I'm management. What the hell? Is, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not telling shit. you to get up. I'm just telling you. Something's happening here. Yeah. it's getting. It, it should not be dark this early. Crazy, right? But uh, you can feel it. And the reason why I say that, a lot of you know, back to school, Labor Day is right around the corner. And if we get to Labor Day that quick, boy, the holidays are going to be here even faster. You want to make sure that your finances are good so you can enjoy it as we wrap up the new year. Well, not really the new year if we're in September. You know what I meant? That was a test. You filled that one too. Uh, Dan's number is 858-688-6813. And when you talk to him, tell him we appreciate his patience. Because one thing Dan loves to do to blow off steam is he rides his bike around town. Yeah. And now everybody puts up these videos. Dan, my apologies, because I love you like a brother. I laugh at every one of them. <laughs> it's just some guy in a bike helmet, and somehow he's going down a hill, and he just gets crushed by a UPS or a DHL van. And it's always Godspeed to Iron Man Dan, and everybody comments on it. And I, I hate to, but I laugh at every one of them. <laughs> Uh, 858-688-6813. There you go. By the way, I want to mention the people in Florida, big hurricanes coming. Yes. We've been through it. Don't We've worry. Been. You're, You're going to be, be okay. fine. You'll be fine. Don't cancel your plans. Guess we're talking to you. <laughs> Brian Kerr is your guy when it comes to buying that new house or selling the house you currently have and getting the most for it. Why would you mess with anybody else? Brian knows San Diego County better than anyone. He's been doing this for 30 years. Make sure you call Brian Curry when it comes to your real estate needs. 619-251-1588. Boy, my friends at Imperial Beach have been taking a beating of late. And I hate that because of everything going on. We can't get anything reined in with the Mexican government to get the water taken care of. Oh, shit. But Imperial Beach is really a hidden gem in San Diego. And if you want to live, you can live right down there by the beach. It, and people are so nice. Hang out. If you want to live there, give uh, Brian a call. 619-251-1588. You can see everything that he's got available right now at briancurryrealestate.com. But again, that number is 619-251-1588. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We have five of them here for you. Okay. okay? This is September 1st we're going with. Whoa, okay. First one's no longer with us, but it's one of your favorites. Conway Twitty. Hello, darling. Uh, my friend Ben Gallo, longtime Major League Scout. Yeah. We would go different times, working radio station, Benny working. We go, we'd get off the air, he'd get out, and we'd go get a bite to eat. And he would drop Conway. I would laugh every time. Yeah. Hello, darling. It's been a long time. I don't even know. Dude, how, how old do you think he was when he died? Dude, that's so funny. Because he always 80? looked old. Dude, he was 60. Is that right? He that just big always looked pompadour? old as fuck. Yeah. 
I gotta yeah. call Ben on the drive home. I don't it. know. It would make me laugh every time. Like a waitress would be. Yeah. He wouldn't sing it to her, but she'd be like moving away. Oh, dar- it's been a long time. I don't even know. I guess that song's Hello, Darling. But I don't know anything else of the song. I was like 22, 23. I yeah. just fucking would laugh. Guys are so dumb. We just yeah. do the dumbest shit. I told you, man, my buddy growing up, uh, we're about 14 years old, played for Conway Twitty's baseball team. No way. At 14, and the logo was the, the Minnesota Twins. It was the tw- Twitty City. Oh, yeah. Twitty City. So it was the TC. And he got all the kids their own batting helmet with the one ear flap. Like the dude, Major League he, Baseball, no dude. How way. cool was that? Yeah, I like that. It, it looked just like a Major League team. It was sweet. Dude, I got to say he'd be 92. He would have been, he was born in 1933. So what does that make him? 10. Makes uh, him 90. So 90. 90. All right. Um, let's say $17 million. $14 million. All right. Okay, here we go. Very popular with the young folks. Zendaya. Okay. Um, You're a Spider-Man fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like Spider-Man. Dude, those movies are great. <laughs> She's hanging out with Tom Holland. Yeah. Seems like a good egg. I love that line from Knocked Up. I like <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say she's 24. 27. Damn. Okay. Uh, 60 million. $20 million, it says. All right. I don't know what to tell you. This one's big bucks. I'll give you a hint. Dr. Phil. How far could you, how far could you drive? Let me ask you, how far could you drive with Conway Twitty? Conway Twitty, I could drive from here to Nashville. Yeah, I could drive to Nashville because you know Twitty. he's going to have stories, shitload of stories about the road, everything. The road, he's going to have George Jones stories. Yep. Right, all kinds of shit. Yep. That are going to be great, and he probably he might be a guy. Dave, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Conway is going to be the guy that's going to split up the drive with you. And he's going to have probably like the Al Davis. Remember Al used to have those silver frame glasses yeah. on the chain that were so insane, like the Varnays. But I'll tell you what I think Conway has when you're driving with him to Nashville. I think he's going to fire on the driving gloves <laughs> that have that hole out like the back yeah. of your hand. You're going to be like, God damn. And because he's so fucking classy, he brought you a pair too. You know what's great about Conway Twitty? Hmm. Every time we pulled over to get gas, someone would say to you, is that Conway Twitty in the car? God damn right. Why are you talking to me like you're surprised? <laughs> just to be able to say, you're damn right it is. Yeah, just leave him alone. <laughs> just leave him alone, all right? Lived a full life. But you're, you're saying, Dr. Phil, I wouldn't drive from to El Cajon with Dr. Phil. Fuck, I wouldn't drive to El Cajon with anybody. Anytime you complain, how's that working out for you? Dude, right? <laughs> you know, Dr. Phil's probably the guy who keeps the keeps the car at 72. No shit. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Uh, Dr. Phil's going to be 74. 73. Mm. $400 million. $460 million. Damn. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Two left. Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb. How far would you drive with Barry Gibb? Dude, not far. Dude, I think Barry Gibb would have great stories. Yeah, the accent would get on my nerves. Ah, yeah. He's got those new fake yeah. teeth. <laughs> hey, look at him being interviewed. Hey, ho, he got Matt, uh, Matt Dillon. And I'd be looking at him the whole time going, you used to be Barry Gibb. Because you don't look like Barry Gibb anymore. Can I have my teeth done? <laughs> you don't need to look that. I just had him white, dude. It's the same teeth I always had. Yeah, look at him. You're like, fuck. Uh, Barry Gibb. 
Yeah, I think this is going to surprise some people when I say 78. 77, close. Um, 85 million. $140 million. Yeah, wrote they wrote all those songs, right? wrote a lot of songs. Last one, your girl, Gloria Estevan. Dude, there's nothing wrong there at all. 60. 66. Really? Yep. Dude, I'd steal Temple later. Yeah. Okay. I'll call you when I call you. <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> call you when I need another Gatorade. God, no kidding. <laughs> who, who, go see if Todd Strain's around. He'll take you to lunch. Uh, a lot I almost of money. said how much Katie's worth. <laughs> a lot of money here for Gloria Estefan. Uh, 220 million. Not even close. Really? Want to try again? 800? 500 million. Damn. Yep. Here we go. Five random questions. Okay. If you could travel to one city every year for work, which city would you choose? No doubt about it. I'm lucky enough to do it now. It's Toronto. It I Toronto? love Toronto. Toronto's your number one city. Yeah. Over I, New York or Chicago? I love going to Chicago. I'd go to Toronto. I'm lucky enough. I don't know that I'm going in November, but I usually get to go twice. I've gone twice a year for a long time. Dude, it's great. I love it. Yeah, where are you going? New York City. Yeah, New York. New York's awesome too, but I'll still take Toronto. What is the, you know what I realized also about these big cities? Hmm. Um, the airport's so far away from where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, well, that's very true. We're in, a, we're in Mississauga. Yeah. And is that, that far away in Toronto yeah, too? Oh, yeah. Even Chicago, man, takes a long time to get to the fucking airport. Yeah, O'Hare, cause, yeah. but we work at, we're always in conventions. Like yeah. that's in Rosemont. And yeah, you're pretty you're pretty far away from everything there. Mississauga, New York's forever to get to JFK, all that. Dude, shit. JFK, but I don't feel like Laguardia's as far. It's a ten minute difference, is what that driver That's told me it, last. Yeah, huh? I asked him. Shit. Yeah, for Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the best work trip you've ever taken? Mm. For me, it'd be one of the Super Bowls we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even though I probably tell the most stories that we took that quick trip to uh, Phoenix for spring training. Or Mike Costa refused to sign autographs. Dude, that one was so fun. That was great. I think I would say Super Bowls were really fun. But the spring training trip that you, me, and Horton took is my favorite. That was a good one. Because we had a few with Boach. That's when we figured out that Ricky Henderson was coming back. Uh, You were blowing cigar smoke at Padre Murphy's into the fan and almost died when it came back. Mark Grant yelled at me. Yeah. Mark Grant did help me out, though. Even though he yelled at me, he fixed me. We're sitting at the table. I remember this, and I would say to him, hey, Mark, let me ask you a question. Yeah. And I would say that before every question. And he would say, why don't you fucking stop doing that and fucking just ask the question? And I didn't realize I was doing it. It was uh, just a natural, like, tick. You get, yeah. And I was a like, lot. and then when people when people do it now, it drives me fucking crazy. Call Mark and just say, yeah. "Hey, can yeah. you call this guy?" Yeah. Get it <laughs> no, care I do it all the time. I point it out to them the way he did to me. Dude, I can't. Except stand I wasn't it. as rude. I can't. Mark stand. is very rude. <laughs> I can't stand Preller because Preller says, "You know, yeah, dude, you're an executive, man. How do, how does nobody in that organization say, AJ, we love you, man, but you have to get you have to stop this. You sound like a 14 year old girl or a 14 year old boy." <laughs> I mean, to generalize, that was rude. Can you imagine someone said that to AJ? You sound like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Get it together. Listen all of back. All a sudden, you start saying like all the time, like a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, but he'd be embarrassed if he heard that back. It's all right. Were you were your feelings hurt when Mud fixed you? The way he said it, I think my feelings were hurt. But, after, <laughs> but I realized in the long run, he was right. I saw your horseshit Dodgers have Austin Barnes bobblehead night. You buying tickets for that? No, I'm not. I'm not. I hate Austin Barnes. 
I do like the fact they got uh, Barnhart today, the catcher. The former Gold Glove catcher for the Reds. Yeah, how'd they get him? Fucking, he was doing nothing. I think he was changing oil in the backyard. And all of a sudden, they brought him up today. From, they signed him to a minor league deal and brought him up. Wow. So th- there you go. But I, that's the kind of guy, by the way, I think yeah. the Padres should sign as a backup. I was thinking what you said. I would let Gary Sanchez go. Oh, I don't know if I, I would. I think Camposano's your your guy until um, until the seventeen year old kid gets here, until Ethan Salas gets here. Yeah, and then you uh, you go with like a like an AJ Ellis kind of no name guy. Save I, save some money. So didn't they bring AJ Ellis down there one year? They did. It was a disaster. Yeah, I stay with this. <laughs> I stay with the Sanchez. But when do you, you can't play him all the time, right? Aren't I don't you, know. What about Camposano? What's his deal? Yeah, He's I finally mean, hitting a little bit. Yeah, no, I like him. But I mean, you're gonna pay I, I, again. You aren't paying Capasano anything, but you're trying to give him as many at bats as you can. You gotta see what the number is for the market for Sanchez. You should sign him right now. All right, next question: Do you prefer to work alone or with a team? I love working with my team. I love my team. Do you ever so, have a situation where someone on the team's not pulling their weight? Um. Yeah, but very rarely. Yeah, very rarely. Team I have now is awesome, but it was I was talking to a friend on the drive down. All the 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 guys on my team are really like they're like some of them are young enough where you go shit man I could be their dad but they're um, Jimmy Hughes Connor Jay Hernandez Pat Smith Trev Burtzloff, uh Vasquez Kenicky God I'm trying to think who am I missing Nick Rogers Nick Rogers is I miss he moved to North Carolina um. Nicole Ruman was great. Bridget Turner, Mel Hawk, like all of them. Yeah, I love it. But it's so much when we were in the middle of COVID. Yeah, uh, we were all working from home. It sucked. I mean, I'm I'm fine working alone, but I love I love the dynamic of my team. My team, those dudes are they're the greatest, man. All right, taking me out of it. I don't know. Would if you I'm, work? Would you work? Do you like I alone like or with, with the a team? Good, with a good team? Yeah, I don't like working with guys who. Oh, fuck. They don't do uh, what they're supposed to do. We were lucky in radio that we always had good people. I mean, we, Ernie's there now. We had, we had some really good guys. We had some bad guys. We we're the bad we, guys. That I don't want to say. We, do it. We, Why we, are you scared? We, I say it all the time. There are guys we work with that didn't want to work with us that were stuck with us and then had to be shown the door. Oh, yeah. Nobody knows his name, yeah, well, so I know the game. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Well, no one knows the no, names you I'm just mentioned that, either, but my point no, but is. I, but those guys yeah. are champions. I yeah. was asking you to out somebody who sucked no. if nobody knows his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, my, my, my point is we, we've had we've been stuck oh, with yeah, the people that awful. were given to us that basically sabotaged the show. Yeah, but that, we're also lucky that we had a guy like Johnny Pratt. Johnny Pratt was a stud. It was great. Yeah. Um, no, we've had some fantastic ones. So who's your, who's your favorite coworker of all time? Oh, this show, dude, for fun. You're the only no, guy. No, 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 I'm out. I'm out. You can't put me. Oh, that's I think funny. you and I might have the same guy, though. Favorite we've had, we've had some great ones. We've had some great ones. Horton's great. Horton's amazing. Brian Heap was amazing. Rosie was amazing. Yep, Rosie was I great. I love Rosie. Uh, Costa. Costa. Costa was great. I think, yeah, I, well, it's funny. You mentioned guys that always were on the mic, but this guy was on the mic too. Don't tell me he doesn't put a smile on your face. It's Ernie. Oh, dude, I, I mean, yeah, yeah I see yeah. him every day. That's what and I'm saying. Like, Ernie's never he, in a bad mood. No, he's, and he's my coworker now. And yeah. that's the thing that I really love. Ernie couldn't figure out how to even get on the computer for the fucking draft yesterday. Only guy on the planet doesn't know how to get to ESPN.com. He, he, fucking guy. he was great. He did, it's him and his son, Henry. Today brought me Henry's rookie card, signed by Henry. Cool. I love Henry. He signed it? 
Yeah. I love it. I love Henry because I see him and I, I could trash talk him. Yeah. And Ernie. Um, I match up against those two jerks in week one. Um, no, Ernie, but I love the fact that he is as beloved at Upper Deck. My team just crushes him all the time. We're around the campfire. Yeah, because he said today, he goes, hey, I got to run. I got to get to work. And they were like, whoa, what did you just say? You got to what? Yeah, go work. And uh, he's, dude, he's the greatest. But no, my thing for Costa, Costa to me was just, he got this show from day one. Yeah. And he fit in perfectly, perfectly. And the other thing that he is does so incredibly well and I feel like he did it with our show better than any other, is he's fearless. He's absolutely fearless in the fact that he would just sing yeah, ABBA and Mamma Mia and Avita. How long does he last on Twitter before he's off again? Dude, I, dude he, <laughs> he said something on there. I got to go look at what he wrote, and I don't want to get him in trouble. He wrote something, and dude, that's the other thing. I would just create new accounts for him. He wrote something. He's been run off like five times. Yeah, five times. Hang on. Now he goes as uh, Al Davis, right? Yeah, Al Davis, Raider greatness. <laughs> but he he wrote something on that fucking Twitter today that struck me so funny. He's so good on it. Um, let me see. Raider greatness. Let me see if I can figure out what the fuck this guy wrote. He's got seven followers because nobody knows it's him. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> he wrote, this is what uh, this woman, as I reported just now, the shooting at guaranteed rate field during a White Sox game was indeed an accidental discharge by one of the women grazed by the bullet. This story, Dave, is insane. Yeah. She reportedly snuck the gun in past metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly fat. Yeah. And Mike's one-word response was, typical. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why that struck me so funny. But, um, oh, dude, he wrote this. He told you about your Zoom, don't Jeffrey Tubin. And then he had this picture of Bob, and Bob looks like it's a hostage video. And Mike used to write, he wrote it every night, the Rockies, oh, the Rockies suck. And it was a funny <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. His bit is now changed, like, and it's Bob talking. You've got an iron skillet, like, with you? Great. Can you pull it out and fucking hit me in the head with it? And he tagged us on it. And, uh, and then he wrote, Mitch McConnell, this is what gets him in trouble. Mitch McConnell is taking the Biden challenge way too far. Oh, this is what it was. This is, I found it. The Padres wrote, something new for your lock screen. Hashtag wallpaper Wednesday. <laughs> Mike's responded, maybe he just stopped tweeting for the rest of this season. I was the only guy who liked it because he's only got seven followers. Because um, people don't know he's there. They don't know that's him. No. Uh, and it's just, it's just every day, every day, it's just something. 
the guy's softball. Yeah. Yeah, he's just great. So, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Last right, question. When you think of bad coworkers or bosses, who comes to mind? Um, Saw. Really? No. no. Say, okay. No, I'm kidding. Um, I don't mind Saw. Saw is the new big purple curtain behind him now when he does his videos. Oh, you got... We can't see his wife in the no, rocker anymore? No, she's not in the back watching TV rocking in that chair. Bad coworkers. So I realize this. Saw, Hacksaw pays an editor. Like, he's paying to, like, he has a bunch of clips set up. Like, the, he's not doing that by himself. Really? Yeah, there's somebody working for him. He paid somebody. Saw's grinding, man. Good for he's him. He's doing everything he can. Doing everything he can. Um, I don't think you liked Rick Roberts. Nah, Rick, I, I wasn't a huge Rick Roberts fan at all. DeMaio's a dipshit. Uh, Denise Yamada was awful. Yeah. I thought you were going to go uh, long. For sure, I thought we were. Well, yeah, I mean, I've said that forever. But, yeah. I, I mean, people on the air. Um, I got to go through this. KFMB. I mean, most yeah. of the KFMB people were pretty cool. Yeah, let me tell the Rick Roberts thing real quick. Rick Roberts comes in. He's going to be the show that leads into our show at KFMB. Because they fired Kelly and King. They fired Kelly and King after, like, 80 days. <laughs> 80 days. They, they got blown cool. out. So... I walk in, introduce myself into the studio. Like you love to do. You got to be everybody's well, friend. You, it's your coworker. What are you going to do? You're going to see, see him every fucking day. You're just going to walk by him. Talk what do you him. do? I did. I was when just somebody like, walk, someone gets hired at upper deck. Do you not introduce yourself? No, you don't. No. What an asshole. Mm -hmm. What you wait for them to come to you every time. At some point, if I need to know him, I'll be in a meeting like today. Yeah. Person who's been there. I don't know. She's probably been there four months. Yeah. And I ended up, I was shipping something, and she was shipping something. I've never met her. We had a great conversation, yeah. but I, I don't run out of my way to go. She's like, hey, what are you, what are you shipping? Like, just be yeah. nice. And I said, oh, it's cool. A kid that we've known for a long time, graduating college, and just got hired by the Maple Leafs. So we're sending him uh, some fun stuff. She's yeah. like, oh, man, I love that. She goes, we do that? I go, yeah, we do it a lot for people. She goes, oh, that's great. And then, so I just... It's not, Dave, I don't want to make it sound like you're being an asshole. I just wait for oh, the no. situation yeah. to come to you. Oh, yeah, I figured out. Someone just got hired. I'll go introduce myself. Welcome to the building. I don't even who do it with guys girl? on my team. I don't. <laughs> who was, that's nice. Look at you. Who's the, who's the one? That, what was her name? The girl that worked with him, with Rick Roberts. CJ. CJ. So I go and I inter introduce myself to both of them at the same time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Rick says, hey, pleasure meeting you. I listen to you guys all the time. Ah, you guys are great. It was on the same time. It was on right. the exact same time. So he never listened to us. So it's, that was a lie. And in radio, the doors are airtight and super heavy. And we've been on the air at that point like a year. Yeah. We're in 25 yeah. years in. And so she says, hey, nice meeting you. We'd love to have you guys on the show before you know we sign off. Was, yeah, we're looking forward to working over. with her. Crossover. And I go, okay, great. Whatever you guys need, Jeff and I are here. And then, man, that door starts to shut all slow. It's heavy yeah. as fuck, you know. <laughs> and before that door can shut where it's airtight, yeah. all you hear is Rick go, I'm not talking to those two assholes. I'm not putting those guys on my show. He was and then the door shuts, dude. And I was like, hey, what the fuck just happened here? He was smart. We ended up yeah. being on that show all the time. Yeah. But at the time, it was like, hey, what? But completely, it was a 300 kick to the dude. back walking out the door. Dude, I remember talking to those two assholes. I remember the night it happened, and you were so mad. And yeah. It fucking struck me so you funny. Did laugh. I loved it. And we kept saying, I think we said on our show, 
hey, tune in tomorrow. We'll do a crossover with Rick Crawford. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'd hype it. We would do it all the time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. don't forget we're on at 7, and tomorrow we'll be on with the crossover with Rick Roberts. There was yeah. never a crop for, like, months. But then... Because uh, I was wearing the shirt, like Robert Kraft with the white collar. Fuck he had guys. that one, and, and he had... I wouldn't even know. You could offer me $85. I'm just going to throw out a random number. $85. And this is, Jeff, you got 30 minutes. We got this mall right here. Assuming the mall's open. I need you to run somewhere and get a button-up shirt... <laughs> But that button-up shirt has to be faded yellow. Yeah, you did that all the time. You're like right. the 1970s when yeah. you see those guys, yeah. they'd wear the brown yeah. sport coat, yeah. the brown tie, yep. and it was that faded yellow. Yeah, fucking Matt Houston. Matt Houston! <laughs> but, you know, the more I think about it, he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't a bad dude. He pulled the Daniel Van Dam thing I hated. I hated the whole thing, the way he handled that. Yeah. But that's that's a whole But he wasn't story. a bad guy. No. Um, he, he wasn't. He, and he lived on a boat in Coronado. He did. But the thing that I liked about him is he understood the science of talk radio. He did. There's a science. It's kind of weird how it. he disappeared. He's like, just disappeared. He went to Texas or something, right? Oklahoma. I remember everything was Oklahoma. Yeah. He he knew he knew the whole um he knew the science of it. He like, did. like he was an interesting guy to kind of watch work. Um because I was talking to Coyle about this. There's writers that kind of go by the seat of their pants and the writers that kind of have an idea of how everything's going to go. Shocking. This show's always been seat of the pants. <laughs> um, but Rick always, Rick always knew where he was going. Yeah. Even as much as he could when it's live radio and you don't know. Yeah. I, I, it's That's pretty low hanging fruit to say, Rick. I, I think I want to take that back. He was, he was cool. He was, um, I think he just didn't know who the fuck we were. That's fine. Nobody with that. did. How do, yeah, and, they, then he, and then he just, I think he did start listening. And that show was out of control because we just didn't give a shit. And I think he was like, these guys don't even know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> and we kill Sniff every show. Yep. We killed everybody in the building. Yeah, every, outside of Tuck, Tuck we never did. We never went to Tuck. We did. We fucked with Tuck at the start yeah, before we he, met him. He totally walked in and said, "You yeah. guys basically, yeah. you, you want to go out in the parking Dude. lot." And then the guy Don Teague, yeah, that's right, Don Teague, who ended up being great for NBC. And we said, "Yeah, we'd love to get Don." These guys all worked like twenty yards away, and me, <laughs> like, yeah, I'd love to get Don Teague on. Bring him in, but I don't know that we have an extension cord long enough for his teleprompter. That's right. And like 10 days later, I'm going to the bathroom, and I see Don walking. And I go, hey, how's it going? Hey, any luck with that extension cord? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Dude, those guys are a lot more cool than I would they have were. been. We were yeah. assholes. Yeah, but we were. who's the bad guy? I know. We didn't really have anybody... All the, I'll tell you the guys real quick before we go. The guys I was convinced I wouldn't like yeah. were, were Joe Hayes, Hitman Hayes. Yeah, I see him, I see him a lot. He lives in the neighborhood. Jeff Allen, Cabana Boy. Yeah. Uh, Lozano, because he had some goofy nickname. Dude, those three guys, I love those guys. I love them. And they're all, Jeff Allen, you still here on the weekend. But, I mean, those guys were old school. Um. You know, 933 yeah. and 
and they were Frankie V, yeah. all those guys, man. I love those dudes. No, nah, man, I'm, we've been pretty lucky. I appreciate all the guys on the air. Yeah, there are not a lot of guys, man, that I'd say I hate. I used to hate more guys, I think, when I first started. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there are enemy guys. There are guys at the beginning, um, man, we, we used to, uh, that, that I always thought kind of got in the way of, of us, or me even, before I even knew you, that, that would try and give me, sh- you know, shitty shifts. I yeah. can give you two hours on the board from three to five in the middle of the night. I'm like, I don't even run the board. Dude, I've been. You, you should learn. I'm not, that's not my goal. He's not my thing now, but I only dealt with him really for two days. And Rome was super cool. Yeah, Rome turned into a real asshole. Yeah, but I just from yeah. my two days yeah. when I was trying to figure shit out, trying to run the board, yeah. ironically, we talked about it. He was great to me, man. He was, I, I don't have anything yeah. negative oh, no, to changed. say about him. Yeah. No, no I got it, yeah. but I'm just I mean, saying. Dude, he stole a dude's wife from the building. One mine. Yeah, well, someone else's. Uh, Still yeah. married to her. Ah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, when are we back? Because Monday's the holiday. I don't know. Just well, who cares? What else do you guys have to do? When when you, <laughs> you when talk you, to the audience? Yeah, when you hear the <laughs> notification on your phone, there'll be a new show. There you go. This one went a lot longer than I planned. We did it. We're at an hour and thirty three minutes ah, right now. Damn it! So tired. And Dave and fucking Erica, they text me at six o'clock tomorrow morning. To let me know what Deshaun Watson had for breakfast. Some other shit. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, never know. All right. Have a very safe holiday weekend. If not, Just you know in case do. you know it, that number is 888-669-0295. 888-669-0295. Dave, we'll see you later. All right.
Oh, oh, oh.